I love you, Lily May. I know you do, and that's just the trouble. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. You were always lugging home wild things. Once it was a hawk with a broken wing, and another time it was a full-grown wildcat with a broken leg. Remember? Lily May, there's something... You mustn't give your heart to a wild thing. The more you do, the stronger they get. Until they're strong enough to run into the woods or fly into a tree. And then to a higher tree and then to the sky. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's the legendary one. I go by Jay. It's this other guy. <laughs> exactly. He, he goes by Willie F. That's all I am. Just that. You're, you're just the other just guy. Just the other guy. You know, I, I've noticed that we got I got a thing going with those, with the nice guy. We got the other guy. I got a couple, oh, of, yeah. I got a couple other guy episodes in, in mind, but I'm, I'm I guess I am the other guy. I just don't want to accept it. Fuck it. I mean, it's, it's better than you labeling me the nice guy. You don't really like being called the nice guy, do you? Mm-mm. Why not? I find it to be a character flaw. Wow. So you just let the episode of the interview with the nice guy happen just... Against your will. No, it wasn't against my will. I voluntarily did it. Oh, okay. But I was seeking to prove that, you know, everything that glitters isn't gold. Definitely not. Definitely not. Because um, that's been proven time and time again. But hey. Anyways. Audrey Hepburn in the intro. Yeah, Talk yeah, man. Me. Uh, Holly Go Lightly. The infamous. I think that the funniest thing about that movie was... I really feel like that movie was... <sighs> Before it's time, or ahead of it's time. I never understood how to say that, but whatever. Ahead of it's time. It's ahead of it's time? So if it's before it's time, what does that mean? Same thing, but different. Oh, just, yeah. Same thing, but different. Like like when they say when they say a kid has an old soul or something, it's like they say, oh, they've been here before? Ah, yes. That's, that's how I feel about my niece. I think she's been here, my oldest niece. I feel she's been here before. Not P-Town? Yeah, P-Town. P-Town? That's P-town. Your oldest niece? Oh, okay. Yeah, she's been here before, definitely. Oh, <laughs> You don't even want to know who she was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, like as usual, I'll explain why the intro was chose. I think, honestly, I was talking to one of my coworkers, and they were, you know, older guy. He's always putting me on game. I don't know if you've seen that Holy Bible that I had, the African-American edition. I did. I yeah, he, he, he got that from the Washington Cathedral, and um, he gave it to me. <laughs> he we I, I mess with him on the level of, you know, he knows that I care about Obviously, black topics. You know, he's an older white guy, but I poke fun at him at certain things too. And we probably both would be fired if the you know GM or higher ups would hear our conversations. But anyway, he was. I was. I was asking him about Truman Capote one time because I was just like, I didn't understand why Truman Capote was such a big deal because he only had two, two, um, two major parts of his career. That well, he only had like two major writings in his career, and he was such a big deal to me. I'm like, I feel like a lot of writers today definitely put in more work before they get, you know, before they're highly acclaimed. Um, he had one called, uh, I think, In Cold Blood, and then he had Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, and when, when we was having a conversation, I was thinking, I was like, man, there was a lot of gems that were dropped in Breakfast at Tiffany's, and that definitely was one of them, because I think people tend to forget that Holly Go Lightly was an escort. I think that goes over a lot of people's heads. Like, yeah, I think it goes over a lot of people's heads because, you know, obviously it's called Breakfast at Tiffany's because, you know, the movie starts off and she's eating a breakfast bagel in front of Tiffany and Co. 
And, you know, it's real subtle, but that's one of the things that people just don't think about or look at. Like, more, more, more than likely, most people that see it, they're like, okay, it's about some white chick that's rich named Tiffany. No, it's not what it's about. It's literally about an escort that keeps having niggas in their feelings. I swear that's what it's about. <laughs> I swear, like niggas is just niggas come across fall her, in, fall in love, bruh, fall in love with a stripper, fall basically, and that and tell me that's not today. That's why I feel like it's ahead of its time, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and I feel like that is so real today, and it's for men and women because I'm not saying that I'm an escort or anything, but as a dude that's not really interested in you know being in a you know long term relationships or being committed. I can. It's weird when you have to like tell somebody, "Hey, man, you know, you don't want these problems. Like, I'm not what you want, you know." And I really felt like that was a, that was that was one of the the cool gems in that movie. And like, she was just so she was so real. She was so honest. And I really she was so detached too. Like that's why she was able to tell him, "Like, see, that's what your problem is. You falling in love." <laughs> <laughs> That's your problem. For That's me. your problem. You yeah. falling in love. Yeah, I, I'm completely detached from this situation. Yeah, she, I don't, yeah, she I don't was. Give a, I don't care what you're doing. She literally was all about. She was a free spirit. Like in the '50s, that definitely was more of the ideal or the free spirit icon. It, it didn't become the long hair, dirty, matted hair, weed smoker until the late '60s. The late in the early '50s, you know, I really feel like the free spirit was just somebody that was just like. I'm I'm going against the grain. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm living a lifestyle that y'all can't afford. But at the same time, hey, I'm not throwing her in her face. And she wasn't. Yeah. She lived a regular lifestyle, but she had access. I mean, she was she was going to um, she was going to the prison, just dropping off newspapers or whatever for the uh, mob boss for like a hundred dollars a week. Like she was just living the life, you know. And it's that relates to today. Like you got you have women out there that probably don't even work. All they got to do is. Go on a couple of dates with this old guy, like you said on one episode. You don't know who they shitting on, who getting who shitting on them for them to get these flights. Yeah, that's that's been time and time. That's like that's it's hard it's it's hard to admit, but some women just have it easy like that. And then some women, which I recently discovered by just having like casual conversations, because I mean I work, you know, I, I deal with banking and stuff like that. So a lot of conversations I have are, are about money. And I've I've had conversations and women are out here getting their hustle on too. Definitely. Like like legitimate hustles, like, you know, oh, I got this nine to five, but then, you know, I'm breaking bread, you know, after hours doing this job. And then, you know, on the weekends I'm doing this stuff. And you know, you still living humbly, but then, you know, they'll be they, I don't know what makes them comfortable enough to tell me what kind of money that I got, because I guess they know that I don't rob and shit. But they'll be like, you know, oh, I make this much doing this and this much doing oh, Probably because I was I was looking for an extra hustle too. Ah, so, uh, okay, okay. So I was like, you know, I, I make this much doing this and this much doing this, and they like, oh Jay, what do you do? Should I just go to my regular job <laughs> and, okay, and, yeah. and, and shut down after that? But you make like, money off of selling shoes and shit though too, right? <sighs> sort of, sort of. I, I, I haven't I haven't been pushing them like I have, and then I haven't been you know saying hey you know y'all need the new release hit me up you know I'll get them on I'll have them on Saturday they'll be to you on Wednesday and I'm uh, I only want fifty dollars off top of the price. Real no, talk, I, 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 which that, that's good because most people who who want the shoes the day they come out, they gonna pay another hundred, hundred fifty. If you can wait a couple more days, I'll get them online. I'll ship them to you. You'll have them by Wednesday, but you saved a hundred bucks. 
Oh, okay, okay. So you're a real nigga. I'm real sometimes. Nigga, you know, sometimes. Okay. I, don't, I, I don't like to exercise that too often. But, uh, you, know, you know. Every now and then. Every now and then you got to flex. Got, got <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I agree with you, man. Women are definitely hustling like we never imagined. I don't think that it's anything new because growing up, I knew plenty mothers that had, you know, two and three jobs. I mean, single single mothers in black culture is is a thing. It's been a thing for a while. And unless they were living off of the government, which obviously is a thing that does occur, you did have a lot of, you know, I guess I grew up sort of, you know, in the middle. I'm inner city sort of suburbs. So the single moms I knew definitely were getting their hustle on. So it's not that amazing to me because I'm used to it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not the typical human being that only lets the media feed them everything they need to know about another culture. Because I know white women do it. Mexican women are notorious for it. Come on, Asian women? Duh. Indians? Come on, bro. Like that, that That's what women do. And... They, women survive. Yeah. And as, as much as we sit here and we talk about women being narcissists and, and all these other things. We're talking about they, today's women, though. I'm, 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 even, I'm just saying, we're even, about, even with today's women, yeah, I'm a lot about, of them are a lot of you know you might have these negative qualities, but you out here surviving. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, when I say I'm talking about today's women, I'm saying for me, it's it's still for me when I come across most women, sort of like a sixty forty. I feel like growing up from my perspective, it was more like a maybe eighty twenty. Like they was getting it. Like, I didn't see a whole bunch of women settling for welfare. I know a lot of women my age and a little bit younger that settle for welfare. But then again, I know a lot of women out there that got masters and shit like that. But I definitely think that it's... I don't think when I was growing up, I can perceive the women as narcissistic because they were surviving and it wasn't just to look good. They were surviving and it felt like, in my personal opinion, that it was almost... 75% 75% of the shit they were doing was selfless. Like, they were making sure that their kids were good. Because, like, I had homeboys. Single mom raising them in a the neighborhood we was in. Had the J's on all the time. Stayed fresh. Stayed here. You know, they were doing so much for their kid. Maybe they was even balanced. Maybe they was shining. Yeah. But they wouldn't post it online because no. they didn't have that back then. So, what I'm seeing now is, honestly, a lot of women that they may have kids, but a lot of their grind is for themselves. In my, in my generation, which is like... I would say the women I'm peeping are like between 30 and 35. You know, I don't really feel, I feel like the the modern woman to me is under 35. I'd I, I agree. And I, and I can actually say like under 40, these they're raising kids differently. You know, over 40, it may be a little different because, you know, like millennials like to, you know, not, I mean, the economy was a lot better for them, mm-hmm. you know, coming up. You know, they were put in better positions coming up. Um but at times it kind of feels like they went backwards because I really feel like the generation before was was putting them in a position where, yeah, you can get these powerful positions without having to show your ass. Now it kind of seems like you got more, you know, these women that are willing to, hey, come to my premium snap. You know, you know. Nigga. Like, I'm just Niga. saying. Nigga. I'm just like, porn has, you know, I... I've, I actually I had a debate with somebody about porn not too long ago. Like they thought that I hated porn, but I was just telling them, that, "Hey, there really isn't a lot of positive to, to porn besides the fact that people are making money off of it. That's pretty much it. Porn is not really healthy for you." No, that, like, I'm, I'm glad you said that because immediately I thought about how 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 there are several studies of how men 
watch so much porn that that becomes their standard of what sex should be like and what they should Both expect from a woman. Do. Both sides do. Mostly men probably though. And then even with that, you you get to the point where you've watched so much porn that you can't perform when you're with a woman. Because she may not be turning you on anymore. She may not be turning you on anymore because you're thinking about whatever random scene and how she was all the way freaked out. She doing the split on, on it or whatever. Like you, you just get that into your mentality and, and now this quote unquote regular sex is boring to you. Yeah. And yeah. even with the women, you take a look at, at the fifty shades of gray and all that other shit, you know, all that is 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 what you consider exciting. And now, you know, if you don't if you're not tied up and spilling candle wax on you or something, then that sex is boring and you're not entertained with it. And now it's it's his fault because, you know, he didn't know you into that shit. You just thought you wouldn't watch the movie because, you know, Y'all, y'all do that shit. I know plenty of people that that pretty much after the first one came out or after the book started trending, they started trying the shit they got they saw in the book or they read in the book. First, first and foremost, I seen one. I seen. I don't know if I've only seen part one. one. I think I think that's the only one I seen. That sex was regular as fuck. He just he just had a big ass house and it's a room to put. And he some dominated shit. her. Yeah, he yeah, dominated. And her. it was like some women don't like to be dominated. Some do. I mean, it's becoming more of a trend now. It's becoming more of a trend to where. I believe you see you saw the post that we put up um, mm-hmm. where it was basically like a sex and obsession, and the thing that stuck out to me most that was, was hard to read. You should just put that on the page because you put it in the story. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I think I think sometimes when I do that, I just try to see who's actually because you know I can read. I can I, on the stats you can see if somebody swiped back to check it out. Oh, like, did you? I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah. So I, I just try I to see. I had to swipe back and hold. And, yeah. it, and it knows it. It takes a stat of that. Oh. So I try to see how many people are interested in doing that. And it was, it was actually a decent number. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it, it's, sometimes I just try to just, you know, make sure the page is just running fluid. And I don't try to post a bunch of bullshit. I don't really want to start debates in the comment section ever. Look, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. You Low know? key, I have become more of a fan of the Instagram story than the Snapchat story. The, I I would say this, just based off. I was off of Snapchat for almost two months, and um, I would say that that's probably across the board because one, people aren't the update just threw people off. Like I had a message for like two weeks and didn't even know it. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Because that person that sent me the message went all the way down, and I didn't notice it. Like it was just weird. Like. You got they, people up here that you're not even talking to. Yeah, like the update the update was bad for Snapchat because the society we live in today, some people just don't enjoy change like that and they don't adjust to change well. You, that was a bad change. You didn't gradually bring that change. No. You didn't change one page and then change the next page. You changed Instagram does once. that. They do it one at a time. And uh yeah, I would say a lot like of Like if people, you shout out, oh boom, we got this one new feature. And eh, you know, I don't like it. You let you give people a chance to adjust to it. Then it's like, boom, you got this other new feature. It's like, I don't like that one either, but I've already adjusted to the other one, so it's not such a big hit on me. But this is the content I create. I don't create apps and stuff like that. But you know. If I did, I definitely would um, do a lot more consumer research. Simple Absolutely. as that. Absolutely. I was uh, talking to this, uh, this, one, this one couple the other day. They have this company... Um, Dang, I think it's called like Nose Hair. It's out. It's out here in Houston. I was laughing because their license plate said YP Bald, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but they basically told me that it's ridiculous how companies don't take pride in customer service. Like it's not even about the customer is always right. It's literally just about 
surveying the customer and knowing what their needs are and what their, you know, like an Uber driver that gets a four star and doesn't have a fucking clue why. He's like, okay, I got a four. Like, I don't see any feedback. Like, I don't even know who gave me this four. Yeah. That's, if that's, you give somebody less than a five, there's a reason. There is a reason. And it's like, come on, like, there is not enough consumer research out there to better a customer service to where they can better the the company service. But also, a lot of people just don't take the time out. See, me, I'm one of those people that take the time out. Like, I just bought the car. Like, when they sent me the survey, you know, everything. I took the time to fill out, gave, gave my feedback and everything like that. But sometimes, like, when I do trainings at work, sometimes I don't give feedback. Sometimes I just, you know, it's like, whatever, it's whatever. But if it's bad, they always say, if it's bad, more people will talk about it than if it was good. Of course. Because people just expect it to be like good. Like Black China. Since you took it there, <laughs> how are you gonna sit there and say, "Put it all in my mouth"? She was talking. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you probably watched it on mute. Yeah, I was at work. Yeah, that's I got that. I got the headphones. <laughs> you know, I got that. She said, like, "Put it all in my mouth," and then proceeded not to put it all in her mouth. So, like, okay, she's just tough talk. I don't, I don't know. And then it's like, have you ever had? Bad, I, and I seen. I even listen to um, another podcast talking about you know. Have you ever had bad head like that or something like? That? I've had. Like, I've gotten bit before. Just uh, will we answer the question? <laughs> if you're gonna answer it, I mean, I was just saying, like, yeah, it's it's a thing, and I mean, I've never understood the concept of a guy teaching a woman how to give head. I it's it sounds homosexual as hell to me, but I'm guessing that a guy knows what he wants it to feel like. But it's like you can't really. Teach a woman how to give head. Like I just, I heard some guys talking about that. I'm like, y'all niggas gay. You can't. Like, like I was just I'm like, I, I, I don't know. How, like, if I was getting bad head, I wouldn't know what to tell you to do to make it better. Like, be real, I wouldn't. I just a woman couldn't. can tell a man, like, no, you need to, you need to come up. You need to go down. You need to stay right there. You need to go faster. You need to go slower. Because it's up and it's, it's, it's I think it's more because it's a somewhat of a flat surface rather than I'm playing with a freaking pickle. Like, yeah. I don't play with pickles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't like, I don't like, even. like the old, the only advice I have is like more saliva, cup those balls. That's all I got. Wow. That's all I got. <laughs> That's real though. That's real though. I mean, like I said, I, it's a conversation that I've never had to have before, and um, I've never had to have. And also, when it happened, I was just like, you know, hey, I'm done here. Like, <laughs> like I'm not coming back. Yeah, it's like, like I, it's that simple. Like it's it's no point in trying to force somebody to do something they may not be good at. Like, cause you can have good sex technically without that. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, you know. I don't think every, like you said, every girl doesn't require that Fifty Shades of Grey type of beating. And while we're on Fifty Shades of Grey, let's, let's Fifty Shades of Grey, let's double back. Fifty Shades of Grey, to me, I, I was like I was saying earlier, I know a lot of women that, you know, saw the movie, you know, read the book, and, you know, wanted to experience those things. And I and I realized that, you know, it was, since it was trending, it it, won, it made them open their mind. So therefore, it's a lot of women that since 2012 have become more of the, oh, I want to be dominated type, and they didn't know before. You know, because, I mean, the the trend of a woman wanting to be choked, you know, it came from that era because they didn't know they wanted to be choked. Or, you know, some women may want to be slapped or whatever, but they didn't know how they wanted to be slapped. And they, like you said, the things that we're visualizing 
are definitely going to make an impression on the minds of, of whatever generation, however old. So I just kind of feel like, yeah, you know, realistically, sex sex can be fun, sex can be boring, but learn your partner. See, I was I've been I've been catching up on Billions, um, the Showtime show, and he has uh, Paul Giamatti in there, and he's like this um, attorney for the the state of New the state of New York or the United States government, whatever, and he's married to. Um, Maggie Siff, who played um, Tara in Sons of Anarchy. No, 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 no. She played Tara in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And so, like, the first, the first scene is him basically tied up on the floor. And then you see somebody burn him with a cigarette. And they're like, oh, that must hurt. You know, let me put something on it for you. And then she's, like, peeing on him. Okay. And then, like, you find out later that, oh, shit, this is a, a government official. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then like that's stuff that works for them, and like in the show, it's it's like they're going to these weird sex places and stuff like that. But that was just the nature of their relationship, and I bet they didn't explore that until they really sat down with each other and and talked. And it was like, you know, hey, uh, don't judge me, but I'm kind of into this stuff right here. You know and where then, they got that from, right? No. Um, if you're ever watching the show and they, you see government officials, um, what's the name of that show with um? The, the black girl that everybody likes because she's fucking the president? Scandal. Okay. A lot of that shit that they got, that they get from, the content comes from JFK and um, it comes from JFK and I, and I want to say uh, Roosevelt too. Like, it's a lot of shit that happened with a few of those presidents where, well, a few of those presidents and senates in the, in the 60s and 70s that uh, Hoover got, that he had notes on them and he figured out what kind of freaky shit they was into and then it, it became a part of Hollywood. So a lot of times when you see that shit, it just derives from the, the notes of J. Edgar Hoover. Mm. So a lot of that shit is, is true. Like, there are a lot of, you know... But I mean, I mean but in, in all walks of life, you know, people do what they do behind closed doors. That's their business, definitely, you know? Definitely, definitely. I, like, I, I remember when I saw Pulp Fiction and I saw that my first time seeing was the Dominatrix or some shit like yeah. that. I was like, that's some weird <laughs> shit. But guess what? Somebody we know does that shit. Yeah, definitely. Know? I was thinking about some shit. Whenever I think about somebody I know does something, I'm like, damn, somebody I know has probably kidnapped somebody before. Just saying, bro, like, it's a K- it's like Kidnapped or held somebody against held somebody their will. Against their will. We, like, like, niggas, like, they hate to say it, but we know niggas that rape, that have raped somebody before. Bruh. Like, 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 it is the truth. Like, not on some shit where I need to go call them. Like, niggas know, niggas and got caught up. Like, the shit is handled, but we know niggas that have done it. And we know niggas that have done it unintentionally because they the, thought they didn't know the levels of what a sexual assault is is very very vague i really i really really when i, I was i was reading up on it and i you know i wanted to, i was talking to my cousin about some shit the other day and I, I wanted to bring that up that the what what constitutes as sexual assault is fucking ridiculous and really when you think about it it all comes down to what generation you're dealing with and this generation as we know it is a lot more we ain't got time for that bullshit no more because it's it's more like attack. We're an attack. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're not here to um to teach you anything. You should have known this already. So we're attacking you now. That's kind of how I feel about it. And I feel like it's a this is a good way to kind of go into the topics that we had. Okay. Um, I had some else, but we. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. It, it keeps us too off face, and we no, no. We, I'll, I'll save it for later. Okay, okay, okay. So I think you know. As a, as a single father, I, I know I definitely try my hardest to tell my son how to treat women. Mm-hmm. And it's 
being in a, in, a, in a society that we are across the globe. And one thing that's funny to me is I have relatives in the UK. I got relatives, you know, in, in Nigeria or whatever. I got relatives out here. And in all honesty, men across the globe complain about the same thing. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, nothing's, nothing's ever new. Yeah, so it's like... I'm not finna make these. I'm, I really don't feel like a lot of things I'm gonna I'm gonna say are generalizations, but I definitely feel like they're gonna help. And I bring up me being a single father to say that I do my part in hoping that I put a gentleman out into society. But no matter what, a human being transcending from I mean transitioning from boy to man or girl to woman, they're gonna eventually take control of their own lives. And you won't be able to tell them shit anymore. So I kind of feel like with that being said, is the question ever asked, um, how are women, how are women putting their daughters out? Or how is a, a, a mother and a dad putting their daughter out into society? Are they teaching them how to be around men? You know, because my cousin asked me the other day, she was like, hey, do you believe that Cause she first she asked me when when did my son enter like has he ever been in a sexual education class and I said no he's in the eighth grade but no but they have had sex seminars where they they have they have health a health it's a chapter in health so it's mm -hmm. touched on briefly and I even asked my son what he was taught and he was like you know basic shit about condoms and STDs and I'm like that's cool but are they really teaching you? I don't not not how to have sex, but are they really teaching you the true ramifications and how these things occur? Do they like, teach by the you time, scenarios? By the time you get to condoms and and STDs, you've missed a lot of a lot of information. Exactly, exactly. And I really feel like, are you actually getting these kids in a scenario where they're actually meeting these women, or the woman is meeting the man? Like, are we talking about dating? Are we talking about? Are we are we asking these kids? Are y'all having casual sex? Like, how is this even occurring? Like, and I, she was basically asking me, do I believe that we should, we should, along with sexual ed, teach, teach our children self-defense? And obviously she was talking more about the little girl's self-defense. And I'm like, hold on now. And I know a lot of feminists are going to hate this, but it's like, I know we stay in a society where mentally retarded women think that all men are rapists. And I say mentally retarded women because I feel like you have to lack a little bit of logic to think that every man is a woman. And if you do Every think, man is a rapist? I mean, every man is a rapist. Uh, every man is a woman. Uh, <laughs> but, well, it depends, <laughs> depends on... To, depends on what city you're in. Right. And we know where I just came from. Uh, <laughs> the fifth but, element. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, as soon as you said that, I was like, I know exactly what dog, it means. <laughs> that's a special place, man. That's a special place. But I was telling her, one... If you're going to teach self-defense, make sure you teach it in a responsible manner, meaning I hope you're teaching them self-defense as in this is just simply how to defend yourself against anybody. I'm not going to teach you how to defend yourself against a man that's trying to rape you because that's not the only situation that's going to occur in life where you're going to need to defend yourself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just got, got through watching the movie Don't Breathe. If I'm not mistaken, it was a woman and two men, right? Mm -hmm. You know, women are capable of robbing people too. I don't know if people saw the last, um, the last Saw movie, Jigsaw. Um, one of the main uh, uh, protagonists in the movie was a woman that robbed somebody, and when she robbed the uh, person, they died. And uh, you know, it was it was a freak accident, but shit happens. And it's just like 
kids being killed by parents. Like, just saying, I mean, I've seen some stories where some seven to eight-year-olds, you know, were killed by their mom or dad or whatever. And just imagine if they had a defense mechanism in their head to where they can defend themselves. You know, we live in a, a very, very demonic society when you think about shit that happens behind closed doors. Like, I was looking at something the other day about some kids that were forced to live in a fucking box or some shit like that. Like, just really imagine if you really taught self-defense for the reasons of actually having kids out here that were more of a fight than flight type of generation. And it's nothing wrong with that, but you got to teach them to be responsible too. And I'm not saying that's going to be the cure-all, but it would help because a lot of these kids either listen to adults way too much or they'll just run in that situation. And sometimes they don't run fast enough. I mean, you live in a, we would live in a country where, if I'm not mistaken, school shootings are regular. Not only are school shootings are regular, regular, I hate to jump back onto that topic, but school shootings in my firm, my firm belief is that I'm not, I can't even blame technology. But school shootings are definitely a result of people not respecting other people's differences. Like bullying is a lot more crucial now because the kids are clearly softer than before. School shootings, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, after Columbine, I definitely think that there was a drought of school shootings, as crazy as that sounds. I believe that school shootings weren't as talked about because nothing could top Columbine at the time. I'm pretty sure. Niggas was bringing guns to school. Shit, occurrences happen, but nothing like 15 plus being killed. So, and that type of stuff happens because we live in in a society where we just don't respect people's differences. Like, people are, I really believe that for us, and since we come, our podcast comes from a different angle. We come from an angle of, we're not trying to argue with you. We're not trying to debate. We're not, you know, we don't want to fight with you. We respect your differences. We want to, we want to have an actual conversation. And, we don't have a lot of people that are willing to do that these days because I be- I firmly believe that I've said off air that I feel like black people don't they don't take constructive criticism well. That's why when it comes to talking maybe down on something that I know black people love, I just I just shut up now because it's not worth it. Like you can't talk bad about Beyonce because you're a hater. Yeah, you can't talk about you can't, you can't talk bad about the infamous Black Panther now. You say something negative about Black Panther, you're officially going to be demonized. So that just comes from a culture of people that can't take criticism. They can't respect differences. And in turn, and it's just not it's not just black people, in turn, you turn to bullying people, making them feel like an outcast, and I've said it on the last episode, you're going to have people respond to that in a different way. Like that's just that's just reality. I just feel like I have to say that again cuz people don't understand how hard their their words hurt somebody to the core. I, I think I think it's two responses. One response is well, you maybe they're right. Maybe I am what they say I am. Yeah. Or then there's two. No, I'm not, and I'm finna prove it to you. You think I'm a sissy? You think you think I'm a punk? You think you can just do this? Let me prove it to you. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So self defense will go a long way in so many situations. It's not just about protecting against rape. That's my whole point. And I and I think also with self defense, like you know, when people take karate and stuff like that. Healthy, as as self defense, it also teaches teaches you to mentally evaluate the situation. Definitely, definitely. Um, we had a question this week about self confidence. <laughs> I asked that question for a reason mm-hmm. because I really feel like self confidence comes from comes from an early age. I mean, I observe my son's AAU team and I I see kids that 
have that, I say self-confidence, self-discipline. Yeah. I, 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 we That's asked the I question about self-discipline, and I really feel like self-discipline is important to instill in the child at a young age because you have a lot of people out here. I could easily tie this in. You have a lot of people out here that end up sleeping with somebody that they truly don't like just due to lack of self-discipline, and men are notorious for it. But and since women are starting to become more um, sexually free, they're starting to be the same way too. And I feel like within sex education, you have to talk about being responsible with your sex. Like, I think it's important to let people know that there really is no, there really truly is no casual sex. Because when you really think about casual, you think, for instance, when you think about casual, when you go and you know dress up, you know it's a it's a certain type of outfit, it's a certain type of attire, and more than likely a casual outfit could be worn anywhere. Yeah, you know. You can't just have sex anytime, anywhere with anybody. You can't think of sex like that. And that's that's one thing that kids need to be taught nowadays. And for, I'm not going to say it's too late for us, but it's not too late for us to start thinking about it like that. Like, you know what? I can have sex, but I really, really, really have to be careful. You're going to fuck up because there's this little thing out there called alcohol. There are drugs out there. There's shit like that that's going to probably fuck you up. But if you instill a lot of that shit into your mind before you get you know, incoherent and shit. Maybe your maybe your second mind or your your con your subconscious will be a you know a fighting factor because it's so instilled in you. Mm -hmm. And not only is self discipline important in a matter of just being safer. I mean, it just makes you smarter. Like it just it just it just means so much more. And like I pointed out, if you're look if you're dealing with somebody that lacks self discipline, how can you not expect them to you know not cheat on you or to, like I know plenty of uh, girls that settle with guys that beat them up. Yeah. Like what the fuck? You're sitting here thinking that you're gonna build a strong bond, raise kids, have this white picket fence type of lifestyle with somebody that beats you up. This person is mentally unstable. If he puts his hands on you, like you need to either coach him out of that or run away from that situation. You know, I'm I'm just saying self discipline goes so fucking far. And it's overlooked because people are trying to get in relationships for much more shallower reasons. You know, looks, money. Uh, I recently discovered a word um, uh, called hypergamy. And hypergamy is pretty much the, what I would call, the ideal of people dating up or marrying up. Like, mm. you know, that's pretty much what hypergamy is. And that's... You know, obviously, if if to tie back into how you raise your how you would raise your daughter, if you're raising your daughter to to how do I say, make sure whatever you do, whatever whenever you're looking for a mate, you're trying to gravitate towards a mate that is you would characterize as maybe better than you, or somebody that would actually build you up or make you better, and in turn, that turns into this girl that works at Target that's telling, you know, hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna marry you unless you work at a bank or unless you do this, unless you have this certain type of social class, which is fair because we live in a, a society where nobody wants to 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 how do I say get with somebody and y'all broke together? That's fucking ridiculous. What I I really didn't really understand this until I wanna say seven years ago when I was I was really into this girl. I had graduated from college. I was working at a bank. And she 
had a high school diploma and she worked. I forget, I forget where she worked at. And like I was really into her, took her out and stuff, and then she just stopped talking to me because she's like, "There's no no way I can be with him. Like he's too accomplished." And I'm like, "Really? When when?" Because to me, I everybody around me went to college. You know, everybody that I knew just kind of went to college. So it's not like I had I had maybe one or two friends that didn't go to college. But other than that, everybody around me did. So I was like, mm-hmm. I don't feel more accomplished than anybody because this is what everybody around me did. Mm-hmm. And I don't I didn't leave behind people that didn't go to college because I have a lot of family that didn't go to college. I had friends that didn't go to college. So it wasn't like, you know, this set a bar for it. But that's literally what she told me. She was like, you know, you went to college and I didn't. And I don't know how I could live up to being with you. And I, and to me at the time, it just blew my mind because like, I ain't shit. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing that, that separates me from you except, you know, here's a four year experience that I had that you didn't, that you basically had a life experience of. Gotcha. So, you know, that was weird. <laughs> when you say that, I just think about the fact that your population was what, 372? On a good day. <laughs> no, it was like six something. Six thousand? Six hundred. Oh. Damn. Small, small. Jesus. You knew everybody, right? You knew everybody. That, you couldn't get in trouble. It'd beat you home. Damn. It was like 36 people in my graduating class. My graduation took less than 45 minutes. Wow. So when you got to the city, was it a culture shock? Or you had already been kind of... Well, I was... In and out. In and out. I had been in and out, but like... It was, <laughs> I remember the first time I actually went out in the city when I moved down, down to Houston. Like, I was like, all right, we're going out, bed, cool. I was like, shit, well, I guess, I, was, I basically went out in business casual because I had no idea. Yeah, casual again. Yeah, damn. I had no idea. So I pull up people in jeans and stuff, and I was like, damn, I could put on jeans and a polo and I've could been be good. Relaxed. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go home. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go home. That's where it all started. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't aware, and you know, so many years later. Damn. I'm king of the city. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Get it then. King of the city. Pull up in the pull up in that uh Batmobile. Huh? Say hey, pull pull up in spaceship. Spaceship, that's right, that's right. Damn. God gotta drive. Is, is that self driving? Huh? Is self drive? Sometimes. <laughs> when you're drunk. <laughs> no, but seriously though. I also was thinking about how we were talking about I was comparing modern day women to basically our parents and I would say like I say my, a modern day woman getting it is no is no it's actually no surprise um obviously you know there are different there are more opportunities there are more resources for people to be lazy we know that I think the thing that is weird to me is when when you talk about when you were just talking about how I don't feel any more accomplished than the next person because y'all all graduated y'all all graduated y'all all got college degrees so so now it's since I feel like the world has gotten more competitive between men and women. Obviously, I'm in my mind. I feel like there is more. There is more of a incentive for women to get masters. You know, depending on what field they go to. You mm-hmm. know, because I know a lot of women that are going out and getting masters, and it's just that's what they. That's, it's necessary. Like I don't think there's a lot of a, a lot of women that are going to graduate in nursing and then go get a masters. 
I mean, they're nurses now. I mean, other than that, I mean, they may try to go up levels in nursing, but there's no reason for them to go back to college. Now, now you need experience. That's it. And then, but now you have women that are teachers now, and then like they're like, okay, I want to get you know a master's in counseling, or I want to get a master's in education so I can become a principal. You know, there's reasons for those female-dominated fields for them to go back to college and get these masters. But but along those lines, to me, it could possibly be getting to their heads because they feel like, okay, I've I've racked up all this debt, <laughs> but guess what? I put in this work and now I got a master's and I guess you should address me as such. And I feel like society has gotten to the point where, to me, yeah, you've accomplished these things, but these, to me in all honesty, that should mean, that should have more value to you. Like in society, you getting two or three degrees, in all honesty, that doesn't mean anything at the gates of heaven. So why should it mean anything to me? You know what I mean? Like I'm right. just being real. Like, like at the end of the day, your your degree is not going to wash the dishes. Your degree is not going to cook. Your degree is not going to raise my child. So I just kind of feel like on both ends, I don't care how many degrees you have. I don't have. I don't care how many physical things that you have co- accomplished in the world because it all starts from within. Mm-hmm. So if we're just a bunch of people that are chasing these things with monetary value or things that boost up your social class, how how can we really expect to you know? How do I say respect one another? Like, cause like you like there's a post circulating around now. People ask you what type of job you do, so they know what level of respect to give you. And it's fucked up. It's that, like <clears throat> if I tell you I'm a janitor, you're gonna treat me like a janitor. And that's what I was thinking too, cause it's like I'm I'm never disrespectful to anybody. I try not to be. Like, well, I, well no, let me take that back. I don't I don't care if you're the president of the United States. I will disrespect you if I if the if the situation <laughs> is necessary. To but, disrespect. But, but yeah, like like I've I've always been taught. You see people, you speak to them, you acknowledge their existence. Like if I if I see the janitor when I'm coming out, hey, what's going on? I'm treating like a human. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna sit there and hold a conversation with you. But even if I see my boss in the office, I'm not gonna sit there and I'm kiss his ass all day. You know, what I'm saying, <laughs> you know, hey, what's going on? You know, and I'm I'm gonna go get back to work or go get back to hiding from work wherever I was uh, doing. Most likely hiding. I might probably was hiding if he, <laughs> if he see me. If he see me, <laughs> Damn. You, you know. But you know, it's not like. Like if I got something to talk to you about, I am like I don't. That's just something I don't understand because I can I can just see the. I was at the cleaners the other day, you know, just had a random conversation with this this white guy that was almost eighty. Like we could care less about his occupation. Could care less. Didn't even ask. He he told me he was in risk management. Okay, you know, like I didn't even ask that risk management. Now, I I went in. I left my car running. He came in behind me. He's like, you know, I can get in your car and drive off. I said, no, you can't. I got the key in my pocket, nigga. Oh yeah, get him. <laughs> Damn. But you know, just and then you you just make talk like I don't care what what his salary was or who he was like you know, it means nothing at the end of the it day. It means nothing, but I can also understand how to women that means something. Of course, you know, and then and then and then you you'll see those women that take such pride in what they've accomplished. You know, you address me as doctor such and such. You know, and I, I have no problem with that because you earned that. But most men, you're not gonna say they're not gonna say, oh, I'm doctor. Most men that aren't egotistical aren't gonna say, "Oh, I'm Dr. Smith, and you should address me as such." I've actually, or, I actually or have president some, such and such or CEO such and such. Definitely, I have I actually have a, a couple of friends that I uh, not friends, well, they're coworkers that have you know doctorates, and they could be you know addressed as doctors. And they always tell, like, I, I fuck with them. I'll be like, "Oh, doctor, you know, say so, so, like, come on, man, don't call me that." You know, because it's like it's 
for them, I mean, uh, once again, I really feel like somebody on the opposing side would look at it and be like, well, men have had it easy for all these years. They were able to get doctorates and stuff like that. You know, women were are just able to get this, you know, this chance and blah, blah, blah. I was like, uh, you, we are, we always talk shit about what society does, but we are society. The same shit that we allow men to do for so many years, it was all of us allowing men to do it. Just like it's all of us allowing women to do what they do. So it's too much finger pointing going around. Mm -hmm. So too much finger pointing, not enough accountability. Yeah. So when it's all said and done, just accept the fact that we all are part of the problem. Humble yourself, and don't just humble yourself for social media. Humble yourself in real life, and you will feel a lot better. I mean, when you think about when you think about you know just the failing rate of marriages and relationships today, you have to realize that it's. So many conflicting personalities out there. Like people just are either full of themselves or they have low self-esteem, and it's becoming annoying. I almost forgot why we even started this conversation, but I, conversation, I, I, I honestly, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But the, but, but the conversation started because I, we wanted to talk about how, yeah, we as parents are, or we as society are, being pushed to be like, hey, raise your little men better, raise your little men better, and blah blah blah, this and that. My advice would be, hey, if I had a daughter, I would say I would teach my daughter from the jump, you know, ways to be better for society and better to uh, a husband in the future if she or a boyfriend if she were to have one. And I know one of the ones that I always stress is fairness. Like, I feel like that's something that we as parents, we as society, we as people in whole just we don't we we don't embrace fairness enough. I mean, I feel like if you could put a, a little girl or a boy out into the world and and let them know, hey, you know, if you don't want it being done to you, don't do it to somebody else. I mean, it sounds simple, but it's, it seems to be so hard. And I seen that you had one on here that says own your shit. What what did you mean by that? When I when I say own your shit, it's it's like you mentioned. There was a, there's a lot of finger pointing going on in society. Mm-hmm. When I say own your shit, you got to realize you know what your flaws are, your character flaws, and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And this is speaking from personal experience. Is like what I like to do lately is like I can say sit here and say, well, this person did this, and this person did this, and this person did this. But what role did I play? Of course, it, there, it's never completely one sided. You might only hear my side, but also know that there's another person that's gonna say their side. So so teach your kids to self reflect. Te- teach your kids. Whether it's whether it's your son or it's your daughter, mm-hmm. you got to teach them. You own your shit. Hey, you know, oh well, daddy, I ain't know, I ain't know that that these girls was gonna gonna do this or, or do that. Well, how come you didn't know? How come how come you didn't mentally break that down as a possibility? How come you weren't prepared? How come you weren't prepared? Even to my daughters, like, well, daddy, I didn't know he was he wanted to have sex with me. It's two o'clock in the morning, and you you're going to his room. Would you, you know, what were your I, expectations? You know, talk to me and tell me what did you think was going to happen? Because even even with my niece now, and she's five, like I, I'll, I'll pull it. She, like she'll do something and she'll like lift her shirt up. I'll pull it. Hey, girls don't lift their shirts up like that. You don't don't ever lift your shirt up like that. Like even at five years old, she you know, she to her it's, it's fun and game. She thinks it's a, go, a joke or whatever. But hey, no, don't don't lift your shirt up like that. Not you know there are boys in the room. You you don't lift your shirt up like that. At that age, it's it's funny because I always used to think about when I, I used to see it too, and it's like girls in little six and seven year olds they don't see the uh, they don't see the differences in anatomy yet. No, they, they don't know they about don't, them yet. No. They just they just know that they're separated by by what we what we would call a a, a, a construct now. 
they like okay I'm a boy that's a girl so we're separated that's that's, the, it, that's, that's the all only they reason. know yeah. I don't she, they don't realize that it's anatomy differences and for it's it's almost cool it's almost a certain innocence to that but by the time they get to 11 and 12 and they both realize okay there are significant differences so I have there are certain things that I have to do because I am a lady and I have lady parts he's a man and he has man parts so there are things that he just can't do and that's very important. And, and along the lines of sex ed, kids need to be taught what is sexualized in society. That way, when they realize what's sexualized, they'll, they'll be a lot more, how do I say, maybe conservative with them. Or they would, they will, they'll be smarter with them. You know, bottom line, like some people don't realize that there are people out there that have sexual fetishes with feet. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying you, you got to. You gotta, you know, always have your feet covered. But there's a reality out there. There are there are men out there and women out there that they like feet. Cause see, to me, like I I, I remember I was in the sixth grade when I first started noticing, like, damn, her booty looked nice in those pants. You and, know? and that's a fetish. Yeah, I don't think it's fetish. No. I mean, it's, to a degree. To a degree. If you yeah. want to get. It sounds see fetish is, is such a weird word. I know it yeah. sounds. Like I mean, a, if you want to break it down, like. You know, oh, I'm just walking around looking at ass, looking at ass, looking at ass. Looking <laughs> Dude, at you got ass. a problem. You got a problem. But, you know, that's like that's when I started first noticing the anatomy of a woman. Yep. And then from sixth grade, how old are you in the sixth grade? 10, 11. 10 or 11? Yeah, 10 or 11. Then for like another six years until I actually had sex, it was just me, you know, sexualizing. Okay, oh, I, I like... I like her breast. She's developing breasts. Mm-hmm. You know, and just, you know, looking and, and not, not feeling or experiencing this. So there's six years of knowledge that where am I gaining it from? Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. When you're in that sex ed class and, and, the, and you're sitting there learning about condoms and stuff, you got to ask yourself, like, okay, I got this condom. You know, I know I want to have, I know I want to have sex with this girl, but why? Why are you attracted to this girl? She, you know, she has a nice face. What else? That's kind of nice. So she got some nice tits too. Yeah. Like, be it, real, like this is the reality. Like, this is what drew you here. You're not you're not in love with this woman, or even in, in thinking you're in love with her. You're just physically attracted. Physically, to her. and you have to recognize that, and you have to tell yourself, okay, does this physical attraction mean that I need to go ahead and sleep with this woman? I need to get in bed with this woman simply because I'm physically attracted. And the and you have to understand, okay, hey, the con- now you say. Okay, now since you're physically attracted, you just spit your game, talk your shit. You in the room with her now. You ask yourself, what is the importance of a condom? And now you learn the importance of a condom, and then you learn the importance of you know you know the pros and cons. You know, hey, well if you don't use one, pregnancy, STDs, blah blah blah. You got to work them in there. You just can't just well, a kid's walking to a room, you just got a dick on the wall. Like, <laughs> yeah, what kind of shit is that? It's a dick. It's a vagina. Here are some bananas. Everybody grab a condom. You know, I'm gonna show you how to put it on. What? How do I even get to this? How point? did I get here? Like, and that's important. Like, there. That's that was my problem with public education. Like, they just throw shit at you. It's like they don't. They don't. They don't really gradually work you into anything. And, and they, they don't do, want you to ask you. They don't want you to ask them why. No, because they don't want critical thinkers. No, you know, and and, and it, it is really because it, it, a lot of teachers don't even, have patience. It's not even like, it, okay, why am I putting this condom on if I love this girl and I'm gonna be with her forever? Very true. My man's, you were junior in, in high school. <laughs> Let me tell you how long forever is for you. Yeah, yeah, forever yeah. is a good 90 days for you. Bro, like seriously, you're going to be so out of love when Susie, the new student, come in. And, like, it's, and, it's, and it's funny because, like, you know, I'll see people in, you know, high school romances or whatever. And, and I was like, yeah, I remember that was me. It's like, 
And then I went to college. Yeah, yeah. You know, I started, I got out on my own. I started experiencing life. I, I was thrust into a new group of people. I can imagine nigga falling in love every day. Every day. Straight up, you know what I'm saying? You, like, on, you on campus just fall, like, ooh, go to ooh, new class, you go ooh, to the rig. Oh, 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 shit. Like, oh, and oh. and that, those are things that need to be taught. Like, they'd be like, hey, well, men. This is more than likely if 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 you're a man and you identify with being a man and you don't identify with being a panda, you, you know, <laughs> the, the reality is your your perceptors to what is attractive to you are gonna set off alarms and you may get an erection. You could be sitting in a fucking wreck and a chick with a nice ass comes in, you like, oh shit, your mind that's that's how you are. Now women, I can't think for women, I don't know how women think, but some women say that they get wet. At the side of, uh, of an attractive man, you know, and that's they they got to be taught those things if you're gonna teach it. If you're gonna teach it, don't fucking sugarcoat it. Yeah, get to the fucking root and tooth. That's all I'm saying, man. And it, I mean, it just makes sense. It, it's it's not like oh, you see this person and and y'all both want to have sex, so you go get condoms. No, your body does has a has a chemical emotional reaction, yeah. reaction to seeing this person. You get a red. A woman gets wet. Eyes, like, eyes dilate, pupils dilate. I mean, like she, exactly, you she get gets high. real. You yeah. get hot. Yeah, shit gets real. And and sex is just along the line with with drugs when it comes to peer pressure. And it's like, bro, you ain't gotta have sex. Like, there nobody, nobody's teaching them that though. Now, no. Everybody's teaching them like, well, shit, you like it. You like a girl. Like a girl likes a girl. They need to sleep together. A boy likes a boy. They need to sleep together. Like just because you like somebody doesn't mean you have to sleep with them. No. Like really? No. That's why. That's why it baffles me. Like that's why I always tell people like. Gays and lesbians, they don't bother me. It's just the fact that they're held to a certain standard of importance just because of their sexual orientation. Who gives a fuck who they want to sleep with? I, my man, I'm trying to see if you can do this job. I don't care who don't you're sleeping care with who after hours. Who cares? Can you do this can job? You, can you process these documents? That's it. That's what I... Between Monday and Friday, 8 to 5 o'clock, can you process these documents efficiently? Bottom line. I don't care what you do after 5 o'clock. Yeah. I don't care what church you go to. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care who you vote for. I just want to make sure that you have respect for humankind and you can do this job. Straight up. And you're not going to embarrass me. Yeah. Don't embarrass me. Don't make me have to sit you down with HR. Straight up. Just come in and get your work done. Because one of the signs of, to me, one of a good employee is a respectful employee. One that, one that listens to fast learners and stuff like that. Your sexual orientation is irrelevant. You can be a... As long as you're not a fucking pedophile and you're not, you know, you're not a rapist or some shit like that, I can care less. It's a lot of some other things, but come on, you know what's right and wrong. And if you want to turn, you know, homosexuality as wrong, it, so be it. At the end of the day, them being gay ain't hurting nobody. No. That's all I'm saying. Them being gay is not going to tell me if he could drop 25 points per game. Just being, <laughs> being real. You know, so it really doesn't matter. Like, society... Puts his hands around some of the dumbest shit. I don't give a damn about you're gay. You're not special. It's, it's, it's like it's like if I worked for the WNBA, I'm not gonna say Brittany Griner is by six ten and can dunk, but she gay. I don't think I can start a team around her. Yeah, man, Brittany Griner finna put asses in those seats and put checks in your bank. Yep. Straight up. That's all you worried Straight about. Up. I don't care. I don't care what Brittany does. Sexual I don't, I don't care. Is... I don't care what Michael Sam does. I don't care what Jason Collins does. Nope. I just care about the bottom line. And that's why. Never mind. What? No, nah, never Come mind. Come on, you holding back on no nah, boundaries? Uh, You're creating boundaries. Say, uh, are we still kneeling for the anthem? 
I just want to check. We'll start kneeling again in August. Yeah, I ain't boycotting no. I ain't boycotting shit. When fantasy come around, I'm playing. <laughs> trying to win my money. <laughs> trying to get these checks back. Like I said, man, I don't care what your your politics are. As long as you're, you know, as long. See, uh, another another hot topic that's been buzzing around the the world lately is identity politics, and I, we'll probably continue this on another episode. But to me, identity politics is is probably falls in line with what we're talking about now because. Us teaching men and us teaching young boys and young women how to be women and women and men, which will they will inevitably be unless they die or something. It's all about identity, and it sucks because we live in a world where nobody. How do I say this? Everybody wants to be almost treated like handicapped people just because of what they identify with, and it's bullshit, and it's fucking up the world. In my opinion, and, and, I'm, and I'm saying this globally, it's not just America, it's across the globe, because it's almost like we put so much emphasis on somebody just for being a woman or just for being a man, and I say this all the time, we are fucking human. Eventually, they're not going to even want to say we're human anymore. They're probably going to say we're just hue, because they don't want to attach man to it. Like, yeah. come on. Like, seriously? Because yeah. it, it's just going to, that's what everybody's doing, they're just continuously breaking things down. It's like, well, who determined that we're human? Oh, how, do, how do we know this person was right? How do we know that dogs aren't human and we're the dogs? So maybe we're, we're just beings now. And people are starting to think like they're on acid. You ever talk to a nigga <laughs> people that, might be on yeah, acid. You ever talk to a nigga that was just real high? Like really, really high? I'd have talked to a nigga that was on shrooms before. <laughs> and them conversations get very, very interesting. You talk to a nigga that's really, really drunk, they act like today, people today. Like for real. Like, yeah. I'm like, bro. You sober? Because y'all niggas are <laughs> talking like y'all are highly inebriated. You, you out here wilding. Wilding? Acting totally out of character. Come on, man. Come on. Like, but be confident is one thing that I would definitely agree with that was on the list of how we should how 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 women should be raised. Because I definitely feel like a confident woman isn't necessarily narcissistic or arrogant. She knows what she's getting herself into, or she can go into the situation knowing that, okay, I've thought this through. And I, I find a confident woman to be a smart woman. More than likely, more than likely. I mean, there are some confidently stupid people out there, but hey, they, I, 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 and I would put them in the narcissistic <laughs> category. Yeah, yeah, because it's a lot of because because a confident person knows. A, I can do this because I've done it before, or B, I can do it because it's not within the realms of my reach. It's not beyond the realms. Be- of my beyond reach. the realms, of my reach. yeah, 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 definitely. Um, like, like me, I I know what I can do. I know what I can't do. I I can't drop a platinum album this month. I know I can't do. I it. can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I could. I could. I might could get a a beat and drop a a, a, a bomb ass track. A bomb ass track. That only eleven people gonna hear. Same. Cause but, and that's very possible. It's very possible. It's very possible. But a platinum album? Nah, it's beyond my reach. Yeah, it is. My bars ain't heavy like that. Realistically. Realistically. Now, my bars are. Okay. But. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, yeah, I feel you. Like, yeah, I, I definitely respect confidence. But I, I do I do think that some people are, it's, I respect confidence. I don't respect overconfidence. Yeah. And it's, it's a fine line. It's, it, I would think it is, you know, but, um, yeah. And, and, and we backtrack, talk about happiness and relationships. Cause when I see you say, don't add social media when you, when you talking about, when you said, I know one of the things on this was don't add each other on social media. And, and I really feel like that goes, and that's just 
happiness in relationships or relationships, period. I don't really know how that ties into women and men, you know, being better people. How would you, what would you, why would you say don't add social media? First of all, you said that. I did? Yep. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> what? It, on the same list? Yeah, that was a joint list. Ah, that's what I was like. But I, was like, Why the but I, I, I think it brings about paranoia. If you if you if you add them on social media, you're watching what they like and who comments on their oh, page I'll, and all okay, that. I remember, it, I it, bring, it brings about a sense of paranoia, and then you're not understanding the relationship that they have with that person. That might just be a good friend that they go back, you know, ages with. But you, from the outside coming in, here you are. Okay, who is this guy? Let me go to his page and look and see what she come in and like. Damn, she like every post he he put up here. Damn man, she making comments and shit. Who is this guy? Now, I thought we you dated me. You know, gotcha. the paranoia starts to roll. I remember I added this to the list because I was thinking to myself about how you used to always kind of poke fun at that one um, chick that has multiple personalities. And I was like, I think if you're really a person that's trying to better themselves, it's a good thing to figure out who you are first before you jump out into social media. Because I don't care what anybody says. It's a lot of people out there that have multiple personalities. Because when you're talking to somebody and then you're like, man, you ain't nothing like I perceive on your social media. I'm like, yeah, why would you expect that? <laughs> well, because it's your social media, dumbass. Like, who are you being on social media? Like, that's weird to me. So I think I, I remember I put that on there initially. Like, hey, you know, I really feel like it's healthier for these kids coming up to actually mature mentally first before they actually jump out there on social media and act still... Self-discipline too. Like, if you want the world to see, if you want the world to see a certain part of you, that like maybe you're an artist and then you get on social media, you're only putting your art out there. That's still who you are. But now, if you're like this real shy, introverted person, you don't want people fucking with you. But then your social media shows the exact opposite. That's just weird to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not who you are. Where did you get this person from? You know. So that's that's why I put that on there. Um, another one I saw. I believe you put this one on there. Bring your own hobbies? Oh, yeah, absolutely. To me, bringing your own hobbies is so important because that is what gives that person a sense of who you are. Definitely. You bring your own hobbies, it lets me know, okay, this person is into going to the museum. This person is into painting. This person is into bowling. Like, that that, that kind of gives them, a, instead of sitting there saying, well, what do you like to do for fun? What do you like to do for fun? It's not I'm taking me. you to it, you know, yeah. and I'm showing you, hey, this is this is what I'm doing. This is what I like to do. It brings you, you know, into the fold. What do you I, got I, there? Huh? What do you got there? You stared at your phone. I'm just wondering. I, don't worry about it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Good. I, 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 I got topics and stuff. I got, I got okay. notes. I made notes on this note. I got a little ADD. So when you when you was doing it, I started, I started kind of wandering off. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I made notes on this note, so I had to go, ah, go back to the. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, that's, that's what I should have did. Yeah, by well, looking stupid. Do better. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> but to me, like bringing your own hobbies, it's. It, it ta- and it takes the pressure off the other person. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm just dragging you around doing what I like to do. I'm not just dragging you around hanging out with my friends doing what I like to do. You know, you have your own hobby. So, A, we can introduce, it, introduce each other to, you know, new things. Or, B, when I'm doing my shit, you got shit to do. Really, though? Like, I, like I'm not the person I date isn't going to be required to podcast. She's not going to be required to come in here and sit in here and listen to this no boundaries bullshit. <laughs> you no. know, you know, you got your own hobbies. Hey, baby, you know, me and, me and Will finna do the podcast. All right, I'm going to go do this. You know, uh, we'll link up later. Like having your own hobbies is so important. Not not for not just for being able to introduce 
that person that you're dating to new things or the things that you like, but also being able to maintain your individuality and do things that you like on the solo. And I, and I think people lose that in relationships because you, yeah, you want to be together all the time and you want to do this and be all cutesy and shit like that. But also you need your space. Yeah. You I, need your space. I love my space. That's why, that's exactly why I'm in the situation you, I'm in now. You still can sign into your MySpace? No. Oh. I, I don't think so. Oh. I, I have been using the same password for about 13 years now. I was thinking the same thing. Like, shit. I just need to know which email address I use, but the password is the same. I don't think I... That was a very random question. You said you enjoyed Fuck you, my man. Space, I know why you said so. it. I know why you said it. <laughs> I know why you said it. But, um, damn. I, I, I feel like we, we, we hit the topics that we want to talk about. Um, I, 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 I hope so. That we usually do that. We're pretty good at that. Lately, now. we were terrible at first. It's Not a, terrible. It's, it's a growing process. Yeah, it's definitely it's, it's a growing process. What episode is this? Like 97, 98? No, nah, that's like 94. 94, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We definitely, we definitely uh, held back on some topics and some stuff just because we were actually like I have a, a woman's perspective. Um, and and I, was, I, I, was, I remember earlier I was saying that I think personally our podcast comes from a certain angle that sometimes, not necessarily intimidating, but people just are kind of like, eh, I don't really think I want to be on y'all's show because y'all talk about things that may get me angry. You know what I mean? You know, I and, like and to me, it's like if you're angry, sit here and talk about it. Yeah, like, let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk. Like enlighten me on something. You might open my eyes to something that I didn't know, something that I hadn't experienced. And that's 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 the only thing that I, I hope. Well, what was the post? I don't want you to think like me. I just want you to think. I've been saying that shit for years, man. People think I'm trying to argue with them or trying to to like force my perspectives on them. I'm just like, hey, bro. I'm just trying to let you realize that there is a, there is another perspective out there. Yours in yours isn't the only one. Yours is the, the 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 holy grail. Like, come on. Like, there are other people out there that have opinions that may be even more factually based than yours. Just saying. This this is funny. I I know we were supposed to cut this off, but I I got to get this out, and and this person's gonna listen, and they're gonna know that this story is about them. Perfect. <laughs> the thing about gaining knowledge is that it changes your past perspectives. So therefore, feelings that you might have felt or thoughts that you might have had before you had some experiences might change. So this person I was talking to, she was mentioning how somebody had this stance on a subject for so long and then all of a sudden it changed on social media. And everything she was saying was that she wanted them to do a public apology or at least acknowledge that she was right about it. And I kept telling her, I was like, you don't have to explain to people why you changed your mind. You Some don't have don't even to. Know. You don't have to acknowledge it at all. You can just change your mind and not explain it or not tell anybody. Like, mm-hmm. there, you don't owe anybody an explanation for anything that you decide to do. Nobody. Maybe if you have kids, you might, you know, they might ask you why. You might need to explain to them as, as a learning tool, or you might just hit them with the because I said so and just, <laughs> and just keep on rolling with it. But like you don't like if I change my mind on abortion today, I don't need to go on social media and say, This is why I changed my mind. I can take that learning experience and internalize it and I can actually apply it when I talk to other people about it or, you know. Or if somebody, you know, asks for my two cents on it, you know, I can give it to them. But just to, just to pop up on the scene and be like, hey, well, 
let me tell you, back in 2013, I felt that Beyonce wouldn't be as big as she was. But now that she is, I've actually went back and reevaluated my thoughts and let you, and you know, I don't have to write you a five page no. essay on why I like Beyonce more now than I did back then. I like Beyonce more now because fuck you. <laughs> That's why. That's why. I like Beyonce more now because she got them mama titties. That's why. Wow. That is somebody's wife. I was hypothetically speaking. No, you weren't. I was hypothetically You're disgusting, speaking. disgusting, disgraceful human being. No, no, I feel you though. Like, like, I, like I was saying, I didn't want to cut you off, but I was saying like some people don't know exactly why they changed. No. You know, it just kind of just occurs. Like, and within them not knowing, it's like they pro it's probably hard for them to explain. You know, some shit is just hard to explain because you just do some shit so innately that it's like, uh, you know, it, it just makes more sense now. I'm yeah, smarter now. Yeah. Uh, ten years have passed since I felt that way. Like you know, I've, I've, I've experienced a lot of life in that you time. You ask a one-year-old about picking boogers. I'm pretty sure his perspective on picking boogers is gonna change at twelve. Yeah, just saying. I'm not eating boogers like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I just, I just don't. I just don't. Like really? Wow. But um, yeah. Um, hopefully we can get a, a woman in here that's not that's not scared to uh, step into the dungeon. And um, so if you're listening, please hit us up. Yeah, I've, I've I've reached out to some people and some people I just kind of changed my mind on because because fuck you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no explanation needed. But uh, what you got for words of advice? Want me to go first or you go first? Um, I, I'm I'm ready. Okay, are you sure you're ready? Locked and loaded like a pistol. All right. Um, somebody once told me that when you're in traffic, you're not mad at the traffic, you're mad because you're a part of the traffic. So don't be mad at society for what society is doing. You're a part of society. Mm -hmm. You have the ability to change it. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Damn. How do you follow up with that? Oh, like this. No, no, no. No, no. no but I was sitting there with my cousin who was having a conversation, and um, she was talking about, she, she was asking me about stances on parent, Planned Parenthood. And, uh, you know, I let her know, you know, hey, I really don't have a stance on Planned Parenthood, but I do believe that as long as, you know, the people that want it or are fighting for it, I hope that, you know, there are alternatives. I hope that something gets worked out to where everybody can have their way. And then the conversation got, you know, further and further. And she realized that, you know, I'm, 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 a lot of times I'm a guy that kind of stays in the gray area. Shout out to Nice Cast. But I am the kind of guy that, you know, has a, a gray matter type of thinking, meaning like I will stand, I will be on some King Leonidas type shit. Yeah. Like I will stand against millions by my motherfucking self if I have to, because I really truly don't believe you can force somebody to choose sides because sometimes it's not, a, it's not about, you know, choosing a side. And my words of advice are, is like, you got to be careful what you stand for because a lot of times... When you're standing for something, you're standing for, you're, let's say you're standing for a certain people. When you're standing for these people, you're standing for the way they live, their, 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 uh, their mindset, their philosophies. You're standing for a lot of things. You're not just standing for just, just one thing. You're standing for a people. And I really feel like if you're going to do that, you need to understand what those things are and ask yourself again, are they worth standing for? Because there's a lot of motherfuckers out there, in my opinion, that aren't worth standing for. And that's why a lot of times I'm not choosing a side because I feel like when you choose that side, there's no coming back from it at times. 
because they'll use they'll we live in a world today where they'll use that against you. Like, oh wait, hold on, you voted Democrat before. Mm-hmm. How you gonna vote Republican now, nigga? Because I never was, I, nigga. I don't. I'm not with the NRA, nigga. I ain't paying fees to these motherfuckers, nigga. Like, I can move on. Like, they'll, shit. they'll say, they'll say shit like in 1996, Hillary Clinton was pro gun, and now she anti. It happened. Nigga, they shut up a school since then. Yeah, nigga, that shit pissed me off. And I actually was a person that was looking at, well, like, you know, it didn't make, I, I could sit there and say firmly, like, I was never against same-sex marriage, but if a person asked me, like, I'm like, nah, I don't really fuck with that shit. But then you ask me now, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Who cares? But but at the same time, they say, oh well, you don't, you don't, you're not for same-sex marriages. No, not really, because you have no intentions of marrying a man, nah. so you don't care. Nah, I'm, I'm against it because I'm not marrying a man, so I ain't marrying a man or you bitch-ass bitches. Don't play. <laughs> cut the tape. <laughs> cut, cut the tape. Just cut it. Cut the tape. Cut it. Not a James. <laughs> <laughs> I'll poke it fun. This shit is funny. But yeah, man, that's all you got? That's all I got. Um, that's all I got too, man. man. Until we meet again. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. And this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?